Welcome to the sixth and final episode of Pandemic Exposure, where we look at some of our culture's worldviews that this pandemic might be exposing and what questions that might be raising for us and challenges to the way that we think and act. These past five weeks, we've looked through themes of control, worship, uncertainty, hurry, and gratitude last week. Why do we struggle to be grateful? And the peace that comes from being grateful for what we have in this present moment and not always wanting after more. This week we're looking at realities, the realities that each of us live in with their own ideas of what's true and what's real and how really we all sort of construct our own reality for what works for us and there's a lot of subjectiveness in that. So we're going to take a look at what it means to live in truth in a a real reality, aside from what we might want to believe or live out. We all perhaps have this nice rose-tinted idea in our heads of what is real, what is true, of the way the world is. But really this concept is not a lot more than our own subjectively moulded image, formed through our experiences thus far in life, sufficient for ourselves to get by complete with its personal biases, preferences, and desires. Different for me, different for you. The truth is, our reality is shaped for us, and it's shaped by us. This is some hard-earned knowledge from Isaac Lidsky, who, since going blind as a teenager, has come to learn a lot about what reality is and what it isn't. He notes, What we see is not universal truth. It's a unique, personal reality that's masterfully constructed by our brain. Even something as simple as our sight is affected by memories, opinions, emotions. And this link works both ways. What you feel can literally change what you see. The thing that determines what we see is the reality we live in. As we know from the coronavirus, not everything that is real is something we can see. We could quite easily shut our eyes to this and pretend this virus isn't a thing, but we'd be denying ourselves of the reality that exists behind what we see. Unsurprisingly, our culture reflects us and also seems to be characterised by the things we can see and feel. Image, speed, attention grabbing, noise, consumption. We've moved seamlessly from being a needs culture to a desires culture. What do I want, as opposed to what do I need? There's always more to buy, more work to do, and more satisfaction to be purchased. It's a bit exhausting, isn't it? Is this what we want? I wonder if some of us have tasted a sweeter reality this year. Yes, the results of the present situation are twofold. There's a lot of pain, loneliness, pressures on families, unfulfilled longing to see people, and confusion about the future. Of course, this isn't a reality we want to stay in any longer, and in this sense we want things to go back to normal. And yet, in another sense, this has been an opportune time for lots of us to surrender control of our lives, for the complexity of life to be stripped back, to slow down, to see what we had all along. And maybe this is a reality we do want to step into. Maybe we've seen something better than what we were offered before. There exists this reality that we've been fed, a dogma of what matters, what's true, and what's good. 
Here are four realities that our culture offers us that I might suggest we want to give a second thought to. The first is the reality of consumer culture. Something like, here's something you can buy which will make your life better. We're consumers and we need more things. The second is the reality of productivity and work, which says something like, you're awesome, look how productive you've been, and see how much more you could do if you worked all weekend too. Our worth is found in what we do. The third is the reality of control. I've got this planned, I'll do this, then I'll do that, just the way I like it. I've got my life organised, and I'm in control of it. And finally, it's just the reality that this world has the things that we need to satisfy us, whether it's work, family, relationships, hobbies. And so we keep looking. And yet the Bible presents these antidote realities, which are more true to the way that the world is and the way that God has made it. And since our reality is constructed by ourselves, maybe we can trade it in for something better and truer. Regarding our consumer culture reality, Jesus says, life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. We know that when we unwrap the parcel we ordered the same day or the day before, our lives are rarely turned around afterwards. We just have more stuff and life goes on. On work and productivity, the book of Ecclesiastes says this, Everything is meaningless. What do people gain for all their labours at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. Whatever we achieve, whilst providing a temporary semblance of meaning for us, won't amount to anything generations down the line. It's a means to an end. There's something more. The reality of control over our life, from the writer of Ecclesiastes again, The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favour to the learned. Time and chance happen to them all. We can't master our own destiny. There will always be things that are out of control, and some things are just subject to life's roll of the dice. Finally, this reality that this world has the things that can satisfy us. In the book of 1 John, the writer says this, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. This world we live in has so much to enjoy, so much beauty and joy, our deepest friendships, our family members, our favourite hobbies. But none of it was made to satisfy us wholly, and therefore doesn't merit all of our affection and desire. It cannot handle the weight of our love. The worldviews and realities that we're fed are not difficult to adopt. They seep into us naturally, and then we step into them as we are surrounded by them every day. They're the ones that the world lives by, learned and established day after day through media, advertising and work. I can understand why we live by what we can see and feel, observe and understand. But what God's word is getting at is that there is a truer reality that we can adopt, step into and live out. The Apostle Paul writes this, 
set your sights on the realities of heaven. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Through his word, the Bible, God invites us into a new reality, one of heaven, things which last forever, things which truly matter, things which are real. It's a reality he invites us into, but it's one he had to step into first. The morning that Jesus would be arrested to be crucified, he prayed to God for another way, but he knew he had to die for us, and so he stepped into that reality. And it's what Jesus did on that cross, which allows us to consider a greater reality to the earthly realities that were offered. Isaac Lidsky later comments, as he recounts the deterioration of his sight, what I was seeing was a lie, but it was my reality. And so, will we choose to live in a misleading reality where someone else is deciding what we believe and understand? Or will we uncover what is truly real beneath the reality that we've constructed for ourselves? The truth is, we can choose our reality. But where will you place yours? Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And I hope this series has been a helpful challenge and insight into what our culture believes and values. These thoughts I've expressed across these episodes, I believe wholeheartedly and really encourage you to challenge yourself with them. And I pray that they would lead you closer to God in this time and onwards. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Exposure Podcast.